1: Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this episode, we have the great Micah Dank. He breaks down some astro-theology for us here about how the Bible is just basically just like a big star map. Uh, It's absolutely incredible, guys. He's also a published author with a book deal. He didn't self-publish, as he mentions in the show. Uh, He's got a six-book series called Into the Rabbit Hole, where it's real Dan Brown. It's kind of like there's mysteries to be solved. The characters are really, really cool. uh, And it breaks down all of this, but it's kind of woven within the tapestry of the information in the books. So he does a wonderful job breaking this down, guys. Just ahead, up top, he does a lot of visual stuff in this. So if you want to go check out the video on either uh, the website, which will be linked down below, or you. YouTube. You may get just a little bit more out of this if you're visual, but either way the information's there. He does a wonderful job. Couple things uh, for the show down in the show notes is like I said the website that's where the links to all the uh, socials and things like that will be, as well as uh, t-shirts are linked down there. Also, we've partnered with T Public, so there's some really cool stuff that you guys can get your hands on to help support the show. And Rockfin, that's where premium content for us is located, as well as a bunch of crazy cool stuff. Like I said, a bunch of incredible content creators over there. There's some really cool things going on. It's like nine bucks a month, something like that, to get everybody's premium content. So it's a really cool value too so um after all of that guys uh check out this episode he is incredible Micah has been on a ton of stuff and we're lucky enough to uh add him to our archives here so enjoy this episode um so without any further ado here we go this is Micah Dank all right ladies and gentlemen welcoming to the show it is the great and powerful Micah Dank how are you dude I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. This is awesome. I've heard you on, like I uh, said, quite a few shows. Uh, Let's talk about your books, but I really want to get into your work. So uh, tell the audience just a little bit about you. I know that's a rare question you probably weren't expecting, uh, but if you don't mind, just holler at us a little bit about yourself and let's get into it, man.
0: Right. So um, I'm from Long Island and I moved to Boston in 2013 with an ex that I'm no longer with for a new job in Boston. And uh, while I was there, you know the iPad had just come out. she was watching a lot of TV. I was on the iPad going down rabbit holes. We didn't have many friends when we first got there. Um, but what ended up happening was uh, and I'm back in Long Island now, but what ended up happening was uh, I started coming across something called Astrotheology with with a guy named Jordan Maxwell and uh, that led me to Santos Spioci and it just exploded like I realized that's what was missing that's what I wanted to do with my life that's what made sense. So, I've been doing biblical decoding since then, um, using astrology and explaining how it works. And um, that's pretty much what I've been doing.
1: You know, before we get it going here, man, I, I was just recently on Tinful Hat and they asked me to talk about the um, something I'd submitted to Sam on Zero. Anyway, it came up on that show, but it was um, about the theory that the uh, God in the Bible is actually the devil. Have you come across any of that or looked into it? I one? have.
0: I have. But if you go into. Um, the ancient words for uh, Satan or the devil or Lucifer, you'll find that Satan goes back to a Hebrew word, HaShatan, and HaShatan literally just means adversary. So, like, two competing basketball teams on a court are satans to one another. That's all it really means.
1: Yeah, and this is what it reduces down to. It's just opposing forces, right, in this realm, in this whatever it is. But the interesting—it's an interesting thing if you follow the Scripture. It's like the great twist at the end of a a good movie or something like that. It's like, ah, he's been the devil the whole time, or this adversary that's anti-him the whole time. Uh, It's pretty interesting, man. Well, if you go to Isaiah
0: 45, 7, he says, uh, I, the Lord— uh, create the light and create the darkness. I make the good and the evil. I create all these things. I am the Lord.
1: Yeah, it's part of the whole. It, it's
0: necessary, right? Right. Jesus basically calls himself Lucifer. In uh, uh, John twenty-two sixteen. he says, uh, I am the great morning star. Now, Lucifer calls himself the morning star.
1: It's crazy, man. This was in the series of quotes that I gave out, uh, or scriptures, rather. Dude, all of this is fascinating to me. I love the concept of everything in the Bible being sort of more allegorical rather than literal. uh, And the way that you break things down is amazing. So I'm just going to get out of your way. Why don't you take over and just uh, tell us what you got to tell us, brother?
0: You got it. All right, I'm going to pull it up now. So this is astrotheology in the Bible, okay? This is the zodiac wheel at the bottom. If the zodiac wheel was actually correct, I have to keep, I I keep saying I'm gonna change it. Aries would be on the left and Libra would be on the right. Now, 40,000 years ago, there was something called the Lascaux Caves and the Lascaux Caves are in Lascaux, France. That's why they're called the Lascaux Caves. They had some people that went into the back of the caves and they saw things like this on the wall which is the bull on the top, the lion on the right, the horse at the bottom. They saw all sorts of different animals. In astrology, the bull is Taurus, the lion is Leo and the horse is Sagittarius. Okay, so they saw these things on the wall. So what they did was, and it was at the back of the cave, they brought in this uh, astronomer and an astrologer with a computer. And what they did was they rewound the sky back. First, they carbon dated the wall and it came out to about 40,000 years plus or minus 5,000 years. Then what they did was they went and they um, rewound the sky back to what the stars would look like at that time frame 40,000 years ago. And what they found was when they printed out that, that then you put the map up against the wall, that all these animals lined up where the constellations were. Okay. So that was the thing. And not only that, but on June 21st, which is a powerful day in astrology, it's the summer solstice. On that day and only on that day, the sun shone into the cave Only on that day, the sun shone into the cave and bounced off the back wall where this was. So they've been setting this up. So we've known about astrology for 40,000 years. It's the ancient science. So you have some questions that you can ask in the Bible. Okay, how Jesus was able to heal the blind, how he walked on water, how he turned water into wine, why he had 12 disciples, why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, why he was dead for three days, why is his birthday on December 25th? All that could be answered with astrology, which I'm going to do. Genesis one fourteen says, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. And that's basically what the Bible is. It's an encoded astrological astro-theological uh book that's basically what it is now the first sign is aquarius we're going to go through the 12 signs now so the first sign is aquarius which is represented by the man with the water pitcher so anytime you hear the word son of man or man or baptism because the man with the water pitcher pouring it out this is how you baptize someone water pitcher fountain stream river things of that nature they're talking about aquarius the water sign then Pisces is the sign of the two fish in the water. That's another water sign. So when you hear, you hear the words "lavestian fish, water, they're talking about Pisces. Then Aries is the ram. And in Aries, you have March 21st, which is the spring equinox. It's a 12-hour day, 12-hour night. It's also the Passover or the passing over of the sun over the equator. That's what it means in astrology. The sun passes over the equator. Now, in Judaism, the Passover is a story about God passing over Egypt and putting judgment on the firstborn sons. Anybody that didn't have the lamb's blood on the door. And the lamb, that's just a baby ram. Now, in Christianity, the passing over is changed and called the resurrection of God's son. So it's different meanings, but it means the same thing. So anytime you hear ram, lamb, shepherd, ram's horn, or Jewish people, because the Jewish people are the people of Aries, that's why they blow the ram's horn to the sky, because they're the people of Aries, whereas we're the people of Aquarius, Now, Taurus is the bull, and when you look in the sky and you see Taurus during the season where it's supposed to be, you know that you need to put the plow on the bull so that you can plant the seeds so you can harvest in Virgo and Libra. So whenever you hear bull, ox, calf, cow, they're talking about Taurus. Then Gemini is the twins. It's the story of Castor and Pollux Troy, whose sister was Helen of Troy. It's the story of Achilles. So anytime you hear the words twins or brothers, you know they're talking about Gemini. Then cancer is the crab and it's the sideways moving creature. So the crab shuffles like this, the crab shuffles like this. It just goes back and forth. We don't do that unless we're doing like a basketball or a football drill, but that's how the crab shuffles. Okay. It moves sideways. Just as the sun rises a degree on its axis starting on December 25th. So starting on December 25th, it rises a degree on its axis. Then the next day it rises an additional, 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 additional. Hits June 21st. That's the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year, the shortest night. Then for three consecutive days after that, it stays at that height. Then on June 25th, it drops a degree. And then it continues to drop a degree every single day until it hits the winter solstice, which is December 21st which is the day that the sun doesn't rise above the horizon, which is why they said God's sun was dead, okay? Then for three consecutive days, just like in June, it walks sideways in in, uh, December. So they used to say God's sun was dead for three days. That's why all the ancient gods, including Jesus, are dead for three days. That's basically why, okay? And then it comes back to life December 25th. So you can look up uh, Osiris, Horus, Mithra, Um, You can look up all these ancient gods, and they're all December 25th, okay? So whenever you hear the word crab or beetle, they're talking about cancer. Now, the beetle is interesting because the beetle, the ancient Egyptian zodiac didn't have a crab. It had a scarab, which was the ancient beetle. That's why St. Augustine called Jesus the good beetle, okay? Okay. Then Leo is the king, the lion, the king of the jungle. The ruling planet of Leo is actually the sun. So whenever you hear lion or lioness or cub, they're talking about Leo. Leo, the ruling planet of Leo is the sun. So when the sun is there, the kingdom of heaven is on earth or the kingdom of heaven is near if it's near Leo, because this is the rightful place of the sun is in Leo. Then Virgo is the woman holding the wheat stalk. So remember before I said you plant in Taurus, Well, you plant in Taurus, and then the virgins would come out during Virgo in order to cultivate the wheat in order to make the bread for the year. So you got virgin, wheat, grain, seed, barley, words of that nature. They're talking about Virgo. Then Libra is the justice. It's the scales. It's the balance. It's the just one. The reason it's justice is because it judges God's son as it passes over the fall equinox and begins its descent into winter into cold into death. So it starts to move into the fall slash winter. Okay. And when it was going over the, uh, the equinox in the spring in Aries, it's celebrated because the sun's going back the longer days, vegetation's going to grow everything. It's not like winter, cold, desolate, dark, nothing grows, but here, the sun is actually mourned because it's going to be um, judged. Then it's going to be betrayed. And then after it's betrayed, it's going to be killed. And then it's going to come back to life three days later. So you have words like law, judge, justice, the just one, divorce, marriage, court, lawly things. Okay, that all that has to do with Libra. Libra is also wine or vineyard or wine press. So if you've ever been to a uh, a vineyard... Okay, most people, most girls that get together and get drunk together and go to vineyards, they go in the spring when it just starts to get warm. That's like the first thing they do. But if you go in the spring, you're going to find that everything is all bare. You know, there's no there's no fruit. There's no nothing. What you have to do is you have to go in September, October. That's when everything is lush and grown and you can literally walk down the, 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 the vines and just pick the grapes up and eat them. You can literally do that. So that's when you're supposed to go, September, October. So wine, vineyard, wine press. So we have all law things, wine, vineyard, wine press, things of that nature. Olive oil season is also in Libra. Okay. So when they talk about oil, they're talking about that. They mention a lot about the oil and the wine. That's Libra. Law and judgment, that's Libra. Then Scorpio is the scorpion and he is the betrayer. And the reason he's the betrayer is because when a scorpion bites you, it leaves an imprint in your skin that looks like a pair of lips. Okay? It's why the mafia has the kiss of death. It goes back to that, to the ancient Egyptian times. Okay? Because you'd pull the scorpion away, and it it would look like a kiss. But it's full of poison, so that's the betrayal. And it's why Jesus was betrayed by Judas with a kiss. See, Jesus represents the sun, and Judas represents Scorpio. OK, each one of the disciples represents the Zodiac sign. And I'm going to give you one more example before this is done. I'm not going to go into all of them, but I'll give you one more example. So the sun is judged in Libra and it's betrayed in Scorpio. And then finally, in Sagittarius, this is where the bow and the arrow shoot the sun and inflict further punishment on the sun. This is where the sun dies. And I mentioned this before. In Sagittarius, there's December 21st. That's the day of death. Anytime there's a death in the Bible, it's referencing Sagittarius. Because that's the day of death. Whereas December 25th is the rebirth. The sun is born again. It comes back to life. That's why it's celebrated. So whenever you hear horse, bow, arrow, spear, horseman, they're talking about Sagittarius. And then finally you have Capricorn, okay, which is the goat. And he's the goat because he likes to climb the mountain. Now the zodiac wheel starts with Capricorn at the bottom. So if you picture the sun, Climbing a degree a day alongside the zodiac wheel every single day, rising and rising and rising. It starts to climb in Capricorn. Okay, you ever seen a mountain goat climb a climb a ledge?
1: It's crazy. Yes. Yeah.
0: I'm like half an inch. They're just basically hanging off the mountain.
1: Yeah, they got the spongy pads to help them grip. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. So basically, that's why it's a goat because it's a metaphor. So those are the twelve signs. So now these are names of jesus given by the church i didn't make this up okay you have a little bit of a, of, a, of a religious background at all or at least biblical
1: yeah my folks yeah i was raised as a baptist and then um did something else but yes okay.
0: so here we go names for jesus jesus christ being the son s-u-n of god okay when the Son is in capricorn the sign of the goat he's called the scapegoat of israel When the sun is in Aquarius, the sign of the man, he's called the son of man. When the sun is in Pisces, the two fish, he's called the fisherman of men. It's also why he feeds the masses with two fish. It's a metaphor. When the sun is in Aries, he's called the lamb of God. These are all church names for Jesus. Okay. When the sun is in Leo, he's called the lion of Judah. The lady holding a stalk of wheat, Virgo, he's born of a virgin and he's called the bread of life. Libra, the scales of justice. He's known as the just one. Then he's betrayed in Scorpio. He dies in Sagittarius on December 21st. And it's also why he's worshipped on the Sun Day. So the ancient Jewish religion goes back to Saturnalia, Saturn worship. Okay. That's why they worship on the Saturday. Saturn Day. You know, it's a Saturday. Um, so why the Jewish people wear the black box on their head because Saturn is the black cube. They wear the black cube and then they, they wrap it around their hand seven times. You know, the uh, Muslims, they walk around the Kaaba, which is a black cube. It's all Saturn worship. Okay, it's why you have to wear wedding rings because you made a vow in front of your God, Saturn, to get married. It's why women, well, men now, too, but women would get their ears pierced because they were told by the elders, the elders, that they had to get their ears pierced because they had to listen to their God. So they would get their ears pierced with rings like Saturn has rings. Now, Saturn used to be a lot closer than it is now. Okay. They used to be able to see it in the night sky and they made religions based on it. But now look at this picture of Jesus over here. Okay. You see this stereotypical picture that I've I've shown of Jesus right here. I just ripped this off the internet. You could literally do it with any any other picture, but you're going to see four distinct things that are all going to be explained. Okay. The first thing you're going to see is you're going to see that he has the sun behind his head. Then you're going to see the two fingers up. Then you're going to see the heart. Heart is always outside the body. And that's a little weird. Why would the heart be outside the body unless they were trying to tell you something? And then you have the crown of thorns around the heart. Okay. The sun is always behind Jesus because he represents the sun. The two fingers up like I'm doing right here. This is the ancient comedic peace sign. This is the original peace sign. It goes back to the Egyptian times. This is the original peace sign. This, this John Lennon victory peace sign this is the british war sign notice the fingers are separate it's separation this is a togetherness this is a peace sign this is why you'll see pictures of baphomet you'll see pictures of lucifer jesus all these ancient uh characters okay they all have two fingers up because they're telling you they're peaceful okay that's where that comes from now the white jesus picture his face right there is actually a guy named Caesar Borgia, who was the bastard son of Pope Alexander VI. See, Rodrigo Borgia in the mid-1500s, okay? Rodrigo Borgia in the mid-1500s became pope. He bought his way to the papacy, and he became pope. He declared his son would be the face of Jesus. Now, before then, there was no picture of Jesus. And it's not like the Muslims where you just can't depict Muhammad because it goes against their religion. (laughs) There was just no picture of Jesus before So, Rodrigo Borgia decided his son would be the face. Now, what else happened in the mid 1500s? Okay. What else happened in the mid 1500s? The printing press came out. Okay. The printing press came out in the mid 1500s. The Gutenberg press. Okay. So, boom. Suddenly, you could distribute pictures of Jesus. And that's why his face became like this. If you were to go to Google and you were to type in Caesar Borgia, as I spelt it on this page right here, you will see his face. You'll see it's the same exact face. They don't even hide it. It's just they expect that no one to know about it now the crown of thorns okay wrapped around the heart and the outside represents the rays of the sun jesus had the crown of thorns on his head when he was sacrificed okay when he was sacrificed he had the crown of thorns that represents the sun's rays he had the nails that represents the betrayal okay and that's scorpio and then sagittarius where he was killed with a bow and an arrow it becomes a spear that's why he gets hit with the spear of destiny at the end to check if he's dead. It's the ball and the arrow. It's, it's Sagittarius checking to see if the sun is dead. Okay. Now, the heart outside the body is interesting. Have you heard of the human toroidal field? Yes. That's what it is. So, oh. for, people, so for people who don't know what the human toroidal field is, it's a six-foot expanding outside of your body, enc- encasing you. It looks like an apple. It's an electromagnetic gradient. Okay. That allows you to communicate with other people on a submolecular level. When people sneak up behind you and you know they're there, it's because they broke your toroidal field and they came into your personal space. That's why they knew this. They knew this. This is not because you're psychic or anything. And the interesting thing too about that too is that um, with the to- um, I'm starting out with the toroidal field. No, yes, with the toroidal field. That's why they're trying. That's why the elites are trying to keep you six feet apart during this pandemic. It's to isolate you. It's to isolate your your entire being from others.
1: I have heard about this, like a disconnect from spirit, from sense, and that's how we it connect. Is, is our interact when two fields.
0: people when two people are within six feet of each other, their hearts are communicating on a, on a some molecular level. Walter Russell talks about this all the time. The great Walter Russell. He says everything is electric and magnetic everything is electric or magnetic. Okay. Electric electric is the male magnetism is the female. The sun is electric. The moon is magnetic. Okay. The sun is electric male and the moon is female. And if you look at a female, she has 13 day, 13 cycles of 28 days, just like the moon does. Okay. The moon controls 70 controls the tide Okay, we're made up of seventy percent water. The moon actually has a thing. It's also why, um, in the highest level of vibration that we have on Earth, the orgasm. Okay, when men have orgasms, it's very electric. They feel like they got hit, they feel like they got hit by lightning. But when a woman has an orgasm, it's very magnetic. It's smooth. She can like ride them out. That's why she can have multiple orgasms. I'll so it's mad. all connected.
1: Fascinating, so- dude.
0: So Proverbs sixteen eighteen, pride comes before the fall. You've heard of that, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. This is taken to mean that your ego will be your downfall. However, a group of lions is called a pride. Pride is the lion. Lion is Leo. Leo is in July and August. That comes before the fall. So now we're going to start with our decodings. Okay. So you can see how it could be taken one way if you read it literally, but if you read it with astrology, it's a different way. Yeah. Okay, now the next one is from the book of Micah 5.2. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. However, Bethlehem is two words in Hebrew. It's bet, which means house, and lechem, which means bread. So the house of bread. This is Virgo with the wheat stalk, the virgin. Now each zodiac sign is called a house. So it's the house of Virgo, the house of Aquarius, whatever. So when they say that the Savior will come from Bethlehem, what they're really saying is the Savior will come from a virgin. So you see how that's snuck in there?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Now, next, I'm going to read this to you. This is Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32 has eight signs just in this one paragraph. And I've already highlighted them, but I'm going to go over the last two with you that I didn't. He gave them honey from the cliffs and olive oil from the rocky ground. He gave his people butter from the herd and milk from the flock. He gave them lambs and goats. They had the best rams from Bashan and the finest wheat. They drank the best wine made from the juice of red grapes. But Jeshurun became fat and kicked like a bull. Olive oil is Libra. Lambs are Aries. Goat is Capricorn, the goat. Ram is the ram in Aries. Wheat is the lady with the wheat stalk in Virgo. The wine and the red grapes, that's Libra. The bull is Taurus. There's two others that I italicized here, but I didn't highlight. He gave them honey from the cliffs. In the sign of cancer, the crab that we went over before, there's a group of stars called the beehive cluster. Okay, it's an asterism. It's a closely knit group of stars. Okay, so that's where the honey comes from. The butter from the herd and the milk from the flock is milk-based. That comes from the Milky Way galaxy. Okay? The Milky Way galaxy centers in Sagittarius. So your land from Cancer to Sagittarius is your land of milk and honey. It's in the heavens. It's not here on Earth. It's not a physical place. It's all in the heavens. Mounds of Olives. Now look at this zodiac wheel that I put on the left. you see it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know how big it is on your screen, but that's fine. It looks great. Okay, great. So Mount of Olives. Jesus led his disciples to the Mount of Olives after his last Passover so that he could teach them a few more things, pray, then wait for Judas to betray him. While walking to the Mount of Olives, he gave the parable of the true vine. Okay. Passover takes place in Aries. So look at the zodiac wheel. Aries is on the left. Right after that, he walks to the Mount of Olives. Olives are in Libra. So you're going to go across the zodiac. It's known as a cross sign. The Bible is littered with cross sign and neighboring sign references. Okay? So there, there's the cross sign. Okay? So if they were to say, like, bull and scorpion, or, like, bull and a kiss or a betrayal, or a cow and a betrayal or something, you know that's Taurus and Scorpio. They're talking about opposing signs. Okay? So olives are in Libra. Now they're in Libra and they're waiting for Judas to betray him, which happens in Scorpio. So Aries to Libra, cross signs, Libra to Scorpio, next sign over. In Libra, he gave the parable of the true vine or vineyard or wine press, or basically Libra. Okay, so you see how that works? This is how we're going to decode things. Yeah. Okay.
1: This is I'm great. Just,
0: this is I'm just trying- so cool.
1: I'm just stopping you to tell you how badass you are. Go ahead. <laughs> Yes, you sir. could just swig there, man. Wet that whistle. Guys, this is fascinating. Uh, so, for the audio only audience, of course, I should have said this by now. Uh, go ahead and go over to YouTube. All of this will be up there. He's put together a wonderful presentation for everybody. So, um, all right, brother.
0: Revelation. Good stuff. Four seven. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a face like a man, and the fourth was like a flying eagle. The first living creature was like a lion, Leo. The second was like an ox, Taurus. The third had a face like a man, Aquarius. The fourth was like a flying eagle. So in astrology, the Scorpio scorpion is the belly crawling creature, and it's the lowest form of life on Earth. Much like God cursed the snake to crawl on its belly after the deception in the Garden of Eden, crawling on your belly is the lowest form of life on Earth. However, the Scorpio evolves in astrology and becomes the eagle, which is the highest flying life form on Earth. Nothing flies higher than the eagle. And the eagle's evolution is the phoenix. So the eagle becomes Scorpio. So you have Leo, Taurus, Aquarius, and Scorpio. Those are the four fixed signs of the zodiac. You have things in astrology called uh, fixed signs, mutable signs, cardinal signs. These are the four fixed signs. And they're called fixed signs because they're fixed in their season. Leo is the dead of summer. Taurus is the dead of spring. Aquarius is the dead of winter. And Scorpio is the dead of summer. That's why they're the fixed signs. Okay, now look at this. Leo and Aquarius... They opposing signs. Taurus and eagle, Scorpio, they're opposing signs. this makes an X through the zodiac wheel. okay? so these these words weren't chosen by accident. they're they're deeply meaning and they go deep into astrology, okay? now revelation 12 a great sign appeared in heaven a woman clothed with the sun with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head she was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth then another sign appeared in heaven an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns on its head its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to earth it's important to know there are people who are literally waiting for this to happen you you do understand that, right?
1: You know, I have talked about this and how sick it is uh, because, yeah, they're ready for this to happen. Um, every generation back past my grandmother, of course, was a more recent one. Uh, just gonna come back in my lifetime, you know, and not only uh, are they so sure about it and certain about it, which it hadn't yet, um, but also it's to the detriment of everyone that they love that doesn't believe in exactly the same thing as they do. So, so yeah, yeah. And they they. And a lot of them will not tell you this to your face, but yeah, they'll be high five in St. Peter when they get up there, um, just to be in the house. You know, they'll say you right out. It's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's there's people that actually think that there's going to be a red dragon in the sky that opposes a giant woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to explain it to you with astrology. That's going to make a lot more sense. Okay.
1: Okay, and I've got a crazy conspiracy theory. I don't. I haven't heard anybody ask you, so we'll do that
0: a little bit later on. But go okay. ahead. Revelation 12, a woman clothed with the sun is the sun clothed in Virgo. It's a metaphor. The woman sign is Virgo. So if this, if it's clothed with the sun, then the sun is in Virgo. It's just a metaphor. That's all it means. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet. So the zodiac is 12 signs, uh, days, 24 hours. So the, the sun spends two hours a day in each sign. Makes sense?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if the sun is in Virgo, that's roughly 4 to 6 p.m. If the sun is in Virgo, the moon will be at her feet, right? Because if the sun is out, the moon's not out yet. Right? Yeah. Then another sign appeared in heaven, an enormous dragon. Its tail swept a third of the stars out of the sky and flung them to Earth. The constellation Draco is the dragon. Its tail goes from Aries to Sagittarius, which is four twelfths of the signs, or one-third of the stars out of the sky. Doesn't that make mm-hmm. a lot more sense?
1: Yes. Yes.
0: It's all star stuff. If you look at the constellation Draco on the left, you can see its tail. It's enormous. Yeah. So I've given examples of astrotheology in the Old Testament as well as the New Testament, and I've been accused of cherry-picking verses from the Bible to prove a point. Up until now, that makes sense. So (laughs) let's take a much longer passage and see if there's any astrotheology in it as well. I'm going to talk about the book of Job real quick. Are you familiar with the book of Job? Uh, Not as much as you are, but go ahead. So do you know who Job was? No, go ahead. Okay, so Job was a righteous man, okay? He was a pious man, and he had family, he had animals, he had land, he had a home, he had everything that you could want back in the day. Satan goes up to God and says, if you start taking away his things, he will curse you. So God takes the bet. Little by little, he tells Satan, you can do whatever you want to him, but you can't take his life. So little by little, um, Satan starts removing things from his life. His animals get sick and run away. His family dies. So finally, he still believes in God. So he cries out to God. Okay. He cries out to God and God replies or God responds to him. Or so they'd let you believe God replies to him. This is supposed to be the actual words of God. Okay. So let's do it. He says, can you lead forth the Maseroth? That's the first thing he questions him. Now, the Maseroth literally means the Zodiac in Hebrew, so there's no questioning that. Maseroth over time becomes Masalot, which survives in Judaism today as Mazel Tov, which is good fortune from the stars. Okay, and you know how old Mazel Tov is. So you can imagine how old the word Maseroth is. So what's the Lord's challenge to Job? He says, can you bind the chains of the Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Those are obvious metaphors. Yep. Then it gets a little more encoded. Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with its cubs? The constellations are the zodiac above. The bear and its cubs are Ursa Major, the great bear, and Ursa Minor, part of the Big Dipper. Who can tip over the water jars of the heavens? That's Aquarius. Do you hunt the prey for the lioness and satisfy hunger of the lions? That's Leo. Who provides food for the raven? That's the constellation Corvus, which means raven, and who borders on Virgo. Do you watch where the doe bears her fawn? Meriga, meaning deer, is located in Orion. Who let the wild donkey go free? That's a cellus borealis, meaning donkey, and is located in cancer. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? This is Taurus. You see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay? The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully. That's lambda achille, or al Thaliman, which means two ostriches in Arabic. Do you give the horse its strength? It laughs at fear, afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the sword. The quiver rattles against its side, along with the flashing spear and lance. I mentioned spear before. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Sagittarius, the bow and the arrow. There's two important mentions of the, in the Bible of the spear. Well, there's many, but there's the two most important. Is you're talking about Jesus being pierced with the spear? The two most important murders, Jesus being one of them. And what do you think the second one would be, if you had to guess?
1: Uh, the murder of the author's integrity by not following through and uh, <laughs> sealing the deal on some of these inaccuracies.
0: I would say Cain and Abel, the first murder.
1: Oh, I didn't know he—I mur- didn't know he yeeted him with a spear. Okay, cool.
0: No, he didn't hit him with a spear. He hit him oh. with a rock. But the name Cain in Hebrew means spear. Oh. So they embed these metaphors in there. This is, this is constant unpacking that you have to do.
1: Is it like a so walking they, cane? Like it's the same thing? Long piece it, of wood?
0: No, 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 no. Those are. That's a different. That's a play on words. Okay. So then he says, does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? That's Aquila, which is the Latin name for eagle and is a constellation a few degrees above the celestial equator. Finally, he says, can you pull in Levethian with a fish hook? That's Pisces. I mean, that's his whole challenge. His whole challenge is, do you know the stars as we know them?
1: Damn. So did he pass?
0: No, I mean, basically, if you, if you, I put in the decodings at the end. But who provides food for the raven? Do you watch where the doe bears are foreign? Who let the wild donkey go free? If you were to read this, you would think, oh, he's challenging me about my animals.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: But it has nothing to do with that. They're just talking about stars and constellations that they had. So what
1: what is the purpose for um, incorporating uh, analogies about the heavens into a biblical text?
0: So you have to understand is, is that absolute power corrupts absolutely. Definitely. What you have to realize is that what the ancients – we take for granted that we have a computer or a phone that could tell us the date, the time, the hour, the month, the year. The ancients didn't have that. They didn't know when – it's a big joke with uh, Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. That was a big deal. You know, winter is coming. That was a big deal. Um, You had to know when to plow. Taurus. Because otherwise you were gonna you were not gonna get the bread and the wine or, or all the food at the end of the year. you were gonna starve. And if you planted too late, you weren't gonna it wasn't gonna grow in time. If you planted too early, it wasn't gonna grow at all. So what they did was they basically included in the Bible um, or basically they wrote the Bible this way to encode all this information, okay, because this was the sacred information. this is what kept you alive. The Bible is basically a farmer's almanac. That's what it is. It's a farmer's almanac that tells you, the properties of each star, the properties of each constellation, where you could find one.
1: And so it Who was arrived- encoded in story form uh, to be hidden,
0: right? Well, the ancients, you got to understand, is that before 325 AD, okay, before Constantine un- unified everyone under Christianity, <coughs> ancient Christians were called heliognostics. And heliognostics is a combination of two words it's helios, which is Greek for sun. And Gnostics, which means knowers, they were sun worshippers. Okay, they knew this. It was at 325 AD that they unified it under Christianity and made it literal. The ancients weren't reading this like that. Okay, the ones that could read.
1: So do you think it just got corrupted over time to become a power... Like a controlled. I mean, of when you're mechanism. talking
0: about the Crusades and you're talking about everything that went over, yeah, the, the Jewish religion, the Jewish religion did the same thing too. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. The Jewish
0: religion did the same thing too. The Old Testament. I've given you Old Testament. Job is Old Testament. Yeah. Revelation is New Testament. I'm giving you examples of both. We're gonna go into the Book of Matthew, where I'm gonna decode it line by line
1: okay hell yeah let's definitely do that I just find it fascinating that all of a sudden it went from being something so very useful to everyone to only useful to the people that believed in the fake part of it right alright uh, so you were talking all of a sudden you're in a car uh, what happened Transporter <laughs> uh, kicked you down
0: there um, so I'm with my wife and my in-laws and my nieces and nephews and their cousins are over so there's, there's like seven people all under ten years old that are just like screaming and headbanging and running into each other you know, they're screaming. I'm in my nephew's room. When I shut the door, it's hot as balls in there. I'm dying. And uh, I needed a change of pace, but I wanted to have a cigarette, so... <laughs>
1: I love this. It's fine. This is like the, one of the coolest things about podcasts and no one listening or watching will have, you know, any difference other than we told him, right? And now you're in a car for the video audience. So you guys go check this out on YouTube for sure. As I've already said, he's done a wonderful job. Let's uh, keep it going here, man. This is awesome.
0: Let's keep it going. We're going to go. Hold on a minute. Let Great
1: presentation good. too, by the way, I just got to compliment you on it, dude. You did a hell of a job.
0: Oh dude, this is like the hundredth time I've done this. <laughs>
1: Well, we appreciate you coming on this and telling us all again. All right, you nailed it. That's exactly where we're at. All right, let's kick this story back off, man. This is fascinating stuff.
0: Questions to the beginning, okay? How Jesus was able to heal the blind. Well, we're talking about the Son of Man, Jesus, the living flesh. The man comes up to him who was blind, and Jesus puts his fingers on his eyes, and he could see. However, if you're talking about the Son of God, S-U-N sun does the same thing. When it goes down at night, it takes away your ability to see. And then when it comes up in the morning and it touches your eyes, suddenly you have sight again, okay? So how he walked on water. Have you ever, you ever gone fishing? You ever seen a sunset on a lake before?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's how the sun walks on water. How he turned water into wine. So basically, do you know why God is considered a man? Always, it's always a he. And mother earth is always considered a woman. No. It has to do with God's sacred fluid, the rain that comes down on earth. In Hebrew, the word is sheman. We get the word semen from it, the sacred fluid. In, okay, so God's sacred fluid comes down from heaven and impregnates Mother Earth. And from her belly, all forms of life and vegetation grow, right? Right. So you have April showers, bring May flowers, okay? That's in Taurus. We know that. April showers bring May flowers. So what happens is, is it rains in Taurus and then it can conti- when you plant and then it continues to rain throughout the year and then eventually you pick the grapes and you crush them. That's how you turn water into wine.
1: You know, the other interesting thing about that fluid deal, have you uh, heard of John M. Allegro's uh, The Sacred Mushroom in the Cross?
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Right. I mean, that's fascinating because it shows well, that if,
0: you know, if you're talking about the sacred mushroom. Yeah. The word manna. OK. Yeah in hebrew mana means what's this they would point to it and say what's this it was a round white thing on the floor they ate it and they'd be able to talk to god it's, it's a mushroom
1: yeah that's what we would kind of like the yeah. allegory of um uh, santa claus with the aminia right. miscaria yeah.
0: McKenna goes into it quite a bit too yeah yeah for sure yeah
1: that's cool. It's just when you talk about God's fluid, that's that's part of the thing. That um, I think John M. Allegro, wasn't he one of the guys that deciphered the Dead Sea Scrolls? And that's how he came up with this. He was a priest, wasn't he? Oh, he was
0: ostracized for that.
1: That's right. And so this is one of the interesting. Correlations. They tried to bury it.
0: They tried to bury that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ever since they found those, ever since that boy, that son of a goat herder, found those those <coughs> clay jars in the in the in the cave. With the uh, with the Dead Sea Scrolls, it's been nothing but issues for everybody.
1: Yeah, that was in the 40s, right?
0: Yeah, it was right before the Israel. I think it was 46 or 41.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's just fascinating how new things can come to light like that, and people who have really rooted down won't see any of it. Like, it won't shake their faith at all, even though it was written, what, earlier, right, in some of the biblical texts? Yep. So it predates that stuff. So actually, that's the better wisdom. If you want it, you want to get closer to the person that's Got the word in telephone first, because that's when you're going to hear it the clearest, right? Right. Okay. So, Apologies, man. Go ahead. That was just an interesting thing between that and the uh, sacred fluid. So
0: so why he heard—let me maximize this. So why he heard, why he had tw- uh, 12 disciples, we went over that, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, how, and the other interesting part is that biblical verse about how Jesus um, walks among his disciples. He walks around with them, and that's the sun traveling through the zodiac.
0: It is. So why he was betrayed with a kiss by Judas, we went over that. Mm -hmm. Why he was dead for three days, we went over that. Why is his birthday on December 25th, we went over that. All this stuff is astrology. Okay? But it doesn't stop there. It's not just random passages in the Bible that can be decoded this way. This is one of my strongest decodings. We're going to go through the entire book of Matthew to show how deep this runs. Now, I picked the book of Matthew because it's the first book of the New Testament. I could have done any of the Gospels, to be honest with you. Um, but I did Matthew. so if you look on the, uh, left side, hold on. So
1: you did, you did this with the book of Matthew and you said you could do it with others. Have you done it with others and you're just presenting
0: this one with us? Yeah, I can come back with you and do eight to 10 different books, including the Enuma Elish, which is the Babylonian creation story, which isn't even a a gospel text or or a Gnostic text. Damn. You know, it's the Babylonian creation story. It's all done with astrology. Yeah. So what I've done here is I've put the Zodiac wheel on the left and I've highlighted areas so you could follow along. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Matthew 3, 2, repent of your sins and turn to God for the kingdom of heaven is near. Now, each gospel begins at one of the four major points of the Zodiac and ends at one of them as well, like the is in the equinox. When the solstices and the equinox connect, they form a cross through the Zodiac wheel. That's the cross of God's son, son that lives, that he lives and dies of. The kingdom of heaven is Leo, whose ruling planet is the sun. I mentioned that before. Now, this is the only sign that the sun rules over. Okay? So, this is the firmament between Cancer and Leo. It's the beginning of the kingdom. There's a saying in the Bible that says the firmament shows God's handiwork. The firmament, a lot of people take it to mean a dome over a flat earth. It's not. That's how the Christians believe it. It's not that at all. It's the dividing lines between signs. The ferments of dividing lines between signs. <laughs> now, the next passage, Matthew 3, 4. John's clothes were woven from coarse camel hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. Okay? Now, if you were to take Leonardo da Vinci's Vitruvian Man and superimpose it onto this, and really, it doesn't even have to be Leonardo da DiTruvi- the Vitruvian Man. I just picked that because it was the most popular one but it really could just be like any man it could be like one of the dogs from paw patrol it doesn't matter <laughs> um we so should do a
1: slide with that
0: yes so cancer being the head is why he eats wild honey okay because the head is in cancer the mouth is in cancer the beehive cluster is in cancer so he's eating it right does that make sense
1: mm-hmm.
0: lower on the body you get the clothes made out of camel hair or Camelopardalis, which is in Gemini. So right now you have the head and the upper body so far. Moving a little lower on the body and you'll get his midsection, which is where you would wear a belt. Taurus represents the bull and the female is the cow, which is where you get the leather. Regarding the belt part, Orion's belt sits between Taurus and Gemini. So next would be the baptism. Now, how are we gonna go from the beginning of Leo to a water sign to signify the baptism? You'll go across the zodiac. I've mentioned this before. Cross signs, as they are known, are the signs opposite location. For example, Aries and Libra are cross signs. This is very important. The sign's two most important signs are its neighboring sign and cross sign. That goes goes for astrology. That also goes for the Bible. I've shown you how everything is all cross signs or neighboring signs. That's how you know they were encoded this way. If it was just to go from one random sign to another, you could say there's no pattern. But there's a pattern in everything that you look at okay you just went from cancer to gemini to taurus those are in order okay next here we see how it makes a leap from one firmament to another the man with the water pitcher in aquarius is personified as john the baptist with the water it's important to note too that john the baptist and jesus are always exactly six months apart when you think about the fact that jesus is born on december 25th and rises a degree a day then that must mean okay that John the Baptist is born on June 24th, and he decreases a degree of day. How do we know this? In John 3.30, John says, he must increase, but I must decrease. And it's also why St. John's Day is celebrated exactly six months to the day of the birthday of Jesus, December 25th. You can argue that Jesus was a real person and that his birthday was at the Feast of the Tabernacles or on 9-11 or at 3 BC. I'm not going to argue that. You can argue that. His birthday is celebrated on December 25th because that's the day the sun comes back to life, okay? That's why all the gods are celebrated on that day, okay? Now, this is the temptation of Jesus. Remember, he's tempted by the devil in the desert. He's there for 40 days. We're starting on July 24th. That's the firmament. So that's simple. Just count 40 days, okay? 40 days from July 24th, that's September 2nd, okay? September 2nd happens to be Virgo, right in the middle of Virgo, the bread. So what happens? What do we see next? What does the devil say? Matthew 4, 3. If you are the son of the, of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Here we see mention of the bread, which tells you the sons in Virgo. The next passage is Matthew 5:17 and 22. I did not come to abolish the law. And if you were even angry with someone, you were subject to judgment. Okay, this takes place in Libra. So you went from Virgo to Libra. Those are connecting signs. Okay, Matthew 7, 9, 10, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? So once again, they're talking about bread, which is virgo, so they go back a sign. Matthew seven fifteen sixteen. 16, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, and can you pick grapes from the thorn bushes? The sheep are the ram and Aries, and the grapes are in Libra. Once again, those are opposing signs. Moving along, Matthew 13, later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. The sign now moves, this, I'm sorry, the story now moves from Libra to the barrier between Aquarius and Pisces as he's right beside the lake or the two waters. Its cross sign is Leo-Virgo-Firmament, so you can talk about Virgo. Virgo the wheat, okay? So as it's across from Virgo, is it ironic that the next passages from Jesus, the next parables, are the wheat and the weeds? the mustard seed, and the yeast. Okay? So moving right along, next is the fishing net parable. So we go back across the Zodiac again to hit Pisces. Then Gemini is the sign of two men, technically twins. However, there's a short mention of brothers in the next passage. He's just the carpenter's son, and we know Mary, his mother, and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon, and Judas. This ends at the firmament of Gemini cancer. How do we know this? Now look at this. Look at the zodiac on the left. You see the firmament of Gemini Cancer. Yes. What is directly across from it?
1: That's cut off. um, Aquarius.
0: No, 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 no. Gemini Cancer. If you were to follow that across.
1: Uh, Gemini Cancer. Oh, Sagittarius. And Capricorn, right? And Capricorn, yeah.
0: Right now, what's the firmament? day in sagittarius that i keep talking about the 25th 21st 21st those uh solstice yes right the day of death what's the next story the next story is the death of john the baptist as i mentioned previously death comes at the end of sagittarius the firmament of sagittarius capricorn and gemini cancer are opposing signs Let's take a sentence, which sounds like it could be in the Bible, but isn't. if I say to you, the rulers were divided between war and love, it split the land in half. You could read that as a literal translation. Or the ruling planet of Aries is Mars, who's the god of war. The ruling planet of Libra is Venus, who's the goddess of love. There is your war and love. And if you see what I did with the Zodiac, it literally splits the land in half. Yes. Damn, that's cool. So that's how they write this stuff. That thing that I just came up with, that's how they write this. That's how this was written. Okay. Now, Matthew fourteen seventeen and 32, but we only have five loaves of bread and two fish. The bread is Virgo and the fish are the two fish in Pisces, the two fish. Those are opposing signs. It's why he feeds the masses with two fish. It's the sun in Pisces. It's just a metaphor. Then this is the cross of God. This is what the cross looks like when you put the uh, solstices and the equinox together. This is what the cross looks like.
1: And this you see with uh, the cross with the circle around it. You see that on a lot of churches as well as a pagan you thing do. having you to do, do. with the You zodiac. see it behind
0: Jesus' head. Sometimes he'll have the sun behind his head with a cross. It's just, that's all it means. We were just in Virgo and now next is Libra, which is law and wine, remember, and oil. What stories do we get now? We get the story of the temple tax, the unforgiving debtor, divorce and marriage, and the parable of the vineyard worker, okay? So we're in Libra now, next to Scorpio. This is where Judas betrays Jesus with the kiss. And then here's Jesus crucified on the cross. So you went Libra, Scorpio, Sagittarius, okay? This is the death of Jesus. And that is the end of the book of Matthew. Do you see how these gospels are literally just they're just following patterns. It's, that's all it's doing.
1: So is each gospel basically just starting over and telling different stories with all of the same zodiacs basically playing out one year each?
0: Uh, it's more than a year, but yes, it's playing at the time. Uh, for example, there, think of the sun. Think, think, of, think of being both a human and the sun. Okay? I don't know how better to explain this. I've been trying to figure it out. But imagine this. At the end of all four gospels, Jesus says something different. Okay, now at the end of all four gospels, um, Jesus dies at either a solstice or an equinox. Okay, because I mentioned it starts at a solstice or an equinox, and it ends at a solstice and equinox. Yeah, in the book of Matthew, he says ele ele Lama which literally means "Why have you forsaken me?" So imagine the God's Son in sagittarius or i'm sorry in uh yeah in sagittarius okay in the dead of winter talking to himself why have you forsaken me it's winter it's cold the sun is forsaken then in the spring in aries when it dies in the next gospel he says why do you struggle against okay still talking about the sun it's spring it's not quite warm when this, in the third gospel, it, when he uh, dies and he's in June 21st, okay, that's the summer solstice. He says, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Okay. Now, in Libra, September 21st, he's, he, he's basically killed. And at the last minute, he's given, do you remember what he's given? Uh,
1: after he was killed?
0: No, 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 not after after he was killed. Like right before he was killed. Uh, The crown of thorns. Right before he gave up his spirit. He was given a branch of wine. He was given a little branch of wine. He took a sip of it. That's Libra. Libra's the wine. And what did he say? He said, it is finished. Now, a lot of Christians will sit there and say, my work here is finished.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But when he says it is finished, he means that the grapes are done. If you wait any longer, ooh, it is finished. If you wait any longer, it's going to turn into vinegar. It's
1: fascinating, man. It the it correlates so well. This is what's so crazy about it. And this isn't the only tale like this. I mean, you've already mentioned, you know, the Egyptian Book of the Dead. A lot of other folks have looked at the stars in this way and anthropomorphized a story on top of it.
0: Now, check this out. I got a couple more slides for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is new. Okay. This is Solomon's temple. Okay. Everyone believes <coughs> Solomon the king was real. He wasn't. Solomon is a combination of three words. Okay? Sol, which is sun in Latin. Om, om Buddhism, that's the sun. On, O N, is the city of Heliopolis. It was known as the city of light. Okay. It's why to this day. When you go into a bedroom and you want to become enlightened and turn the lights on, like the Greek city of light, you have to turn the lights on. Because it goes back to that. What? Okay. So that's Sol, Om On is three names for the sun. This is his temple, if you were to build it out, as the uh, Bible instructs, as far as the cubits go and everything. Do you see anything interesting about it? Uh... I'll give you a clue. It's an overhead view.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the stone chambers are what stand out to me. So, I mean, why are there a bunch of stone chambers in there?
0: I'll, I'll explain it to you right now. Okay. Yachim and Boaz, those are the testicles. The porch is the base. The holy place is the shaft. The holy of holies is the head. Oh, my the God. The stone chambers are the uterus. It's a dong. Going into a woman. A uh, vagina. sex magic. That's
1: cr- now I can't unsee it. Thanks a lot, dude. That's crazy.
0: It's made with sex magic. This is what it was. And those two entrances right there, that's where the ovary drops the egg.
1: Huh. It's just a big penis and vagina.
0: Mm-hmm. It was made with sex magic, as all the ancients were. Obsessed with sex. That's crazy. So Solomon wasn't real, and this was his temple. So the description... The- description of this
1: in the Bible is basically like old porn like how they would analyze you know, they explain
0: how you see how on the bottom right it says cubits yeah okay this is an actual mapped out thing how they built it this is how they explain it for Solomon's temple so was the temple real um I would argue no
1: okay and that's why I'm saying it was a it was blueprints to build a temple that was never built but had you follow the blueprints it's like a code Then it's like some sort of, like you said, sex magic. I mean, it just turns you out with a dong and a
0: vagina. That's interesting. Yep. Huh. So next. So you'd agree that there's astrology in the Bible, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, all the way from, and it's like I was telling my wife, I was like, your work, excuse me, is just like a zeitgeist only like ramped up to like a million, dude. You take... That idea and that understanding, which already got those wheels turning and you answer a lot more about it in way more detail. So thank you for the extrapolation on the work. It was it was like a curiosity in my mind. But the way that you talk about it is fascinating, man. You're you're brilliant at this.
0: Thank you. And I'll never get tired of hearing that. Well,
1: yeah, no, it's really, really well done. It's very smart.
0: So do you know do you know why the Christians, the Catholics, they think that or they're told? that astrology is the devil and it's not real and it has nothing to do with the bible
1: is it the same reason they're not teaching kids uh, cursive in school anymore so they can't read the declaration of independence it's kind of like one of those things to where they'll just take away the, your ability to understand that
0: information <laughs> i'm going to show you because it's literally in catholic doctrine that astrology is evil roman catholic catechism 2116 All forms of divination are to be rejected, recourse to Satan or demons conjuring up the dead or other practices falsely supposed to unveil the future. Consulting horoscopes, astrology, palm reading, interpretation of omens and lots, the phenomena of clairvoyance, and recourse to mediums all conceal a desire for power over time, history, and in the last analysis, all the human beings, as well as a wish to conciliate hidden powers. They contradict the honor, respect, and loving fear we owe to God and love. Damn. They're flat out telling you it's evil. It's not evil.
1: But this is kind of something that we find out about like conspiracy theories or something like that. Whenever they're trying to shut this stuff down, that's how you know that you're on to something with this. Right. Yeah. That's where you know the truth is and what they censor.
0: Now, are you a basketball fan?
1: I'm not. Do you know anything about basketball? I know that uh, you take that little ball and you just shoot it in the hoop. Please shooty hoops.
0: So I mentioned before that the story of Phoenix is basically the story of Jesus, right? Jesus as the sun, SUN. It's a flaming ball that dies and is reborn from its ashes, right? Like the Phoenix Suns. That's why they're known as the Phoenix Suns. I guess I do know stuff about basketball. Okay? Look at that. Now, what's the woman's Phoenix What's the woman's Phoenix? Name? Uh, and Mercury. Mercury is the ruling planet of Virgo, the only woman sign. So you see how they do embed it in modern day things. They just don't tell you about it. Now, yeah, I mean, now, this is,
1: yeah, this is definitely uh, like like the movie Mercury Rising or something like that. Um,
0: yep. now, do you remember the movie Face Off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage and John Travolta. What are their characters' names? Oh Nicolas my God, yes. It's Castor Troy and his brother was Pollux Troy. That's Gemini. Gemini. Dude. Okay? What yay. about Travolta? His name is Sean Archer. That's the bow and the arrow. Okay. They're opposing signs in the Zodiac son of a
1: bitch this is fascinating dude do you
0: remember the cranberries yeah that was my first cd what's that remember the video zombie yeah she she's painted gold like the sun her headdress that represents the rays of the sun now you might think that i'm stretching it on it but look at this the very next scene the sun is on the cross and you have all the little cupids or Sagittarius down there with the bow and the arrow killing the sun. They build this stuff into it, into, into music videos, into everything. If you think astrology is not being used by, by powerful people to this day, it is.
1: No, it definitely is. And I've, I've had, like I said, I've, we've, we've definitely got our hand in astrology over here at the show. And uh, some of the s- several people that I've talked to have said that you know millionaires don't mess with astrology, but billionaires do. Yeah, that and- was
0: actually JP Morgan said that. Yeah, and, and he did that in the early 1900s before there were even billionaires. If you don't consider Rockefeller a billionaire back then, insane. But yeah,
1: no, there's definitely something to this. I'm fascinated by why they encode it in stuff around now. Is it just kind of like a haha or?
0: Yes, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's that these buffoons are taking this book literally or this 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 thing literally when in reality it's just an encoded star, and I explained why it's encoded. It's encoded because this is survival. You have to know this. Yeah. You have to know this information. You need to know what to do with all the signs. You know, and then you got the Catholic Church telling you that it's evil and dog shit. It's nonsense. Were you raised religious? I was. Catholic? Actually. Catholic? No, Jewish. Jewish. I was raised very religious and I never took to it. And I never could understand it until I got involved with this stuff and started figuring things out on my own.
1: So you think this goes for all religions? Like the yes, way that they're it. Holy does. I went through written. the
0: Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm going through the Quran right now. It's gonna take me a little while, but yeah. Wow. It's the same stuff. I'm already a tenth of the way through the Quran. It's the same stuff. I've done the Enuma Elish, that's the Babylonian creation story. It's the same stuff. It's the same shit. I mean the Glasgow caves forty thousand years ago. We've known about this forty thousand years ago. Because this
1: is the equivalent of somebody, I don't know, being able to preserve a whole, all of the Spider-Man comics that have ever been made, and then they're in a vault somewhere, and then the world ends, and then future humans come along thousands of years from now, open that vault up somehow... Uh, they're able to read through it and they go, "Oh, this must have been a real thing. This depicted real things happening." And then they, you know, either take it as mythology and build it into their lore and then just continue on with the story as they interpret it later, or they just go, "Well, that was just a story." And that's something that you're trying to point out here. Well, th- you're successfully
0: pointing out here, man. Well, let's point out. Let's point this back down, okay? During the Age of Taurus, okay, you had the Egyptians. They were the most prevalent people. <laughs> they left us the Book of the Dead. They left us hieroglyphs. In the hieroglyphs you'll see bulls with the horn with the sun between their horns they're telling you they used to worship the sun in taurus they were the people of taurus they start to fade the jews come around in aries and the jews blow the ram's horn because the ram is aries okay moses goes up to mount sinai which incidentally sinai is a combination of two words sin which means moon god and ai which means mountain so he went up to the mountain the moon god why because when they were wandering in the desert and they had this big mountain volcano, the sun, the moon used to come up behind it. So they thought that's where it came from. OK, so he goes up there to get the Ten Commandments. He comes down. What does he see them worshiping? The bull, the golden calf. Exactly. So I'll present you two two options. These Jews left Egypt, as you believe, Exodus and the Egyptian people kept such meticulous records, even things that painted them in a bad light. But there's no mention of Exodus. Okay, This was a completely made up story. The Jews leave Exodus and they can't even let the bread rise. They can't even yet let the yeast work. They can't let the bread rise. So that's why I have matzo for this day. Okay? Which is unleavened bread. Okay, They couldn't even take that. You, you expect me to believe they brought all this gold into the desert, found welding equipment and built this giant statue? Yeah. Or he yeah. saw them worshipping the golden calf. The gold is the sun and the calf is the bull. They were worshipping the wrong time period. They're supposed to be the people of Aries. Now the Jews fade, and then the Christians come up in Pisces. That's why Jesus feeds the masses with the two fish. Pisces, the two fish. You have the vesica Pisces. Okay, the center of the vesica Pisces is the Jesus fish. That's what it. That's what it looks like. Okay, it's a it's a a Venn diagram in the middle of it. That's the Jesus fish. Okay, and not only is that the Jesus fish. But its, it's a numerical formula for the Vesica Pisces is 247 over 153. 153 is the denominator. Coincidentally, 153 is also the same amount of fish that the disciples caught after Jesus told them to throw the net to the other side of the boat, and they reeled it back to sea. The ancients knew all this shit, okay? So that's the age of, 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 of Pisces. Now we're in the age of Aquarius, okay? And if kept unchecked, and if people don't see this, okay, what's going to happen is there's going to be a new world religion in a thousand years they'll look back and say okay there's a new world religion it has to be because it's a new sign the christians and the catholics their time is up okay that's why there's such animus towards them from the high ups okay because their time is up they're going to fade into obscurity like the jewish people and the egyptian people did. okay maybe the jews didn't fade into obscurity but there's five times more gay people on the planet than there are jews so let's just say that and um, that's basically it. That's my thoughts on it. I think that the new religion is going to be merging with machines and transhumanism, the sign of the man.
1: Aquarius. I, I think it's going to have something to do with UFOs and the alien worship. I, because it's already kind of getting to this point where it's kind of its own religion anyway. It's crazy. Yeah. <clears throat> but I do see that integrating with transhumanism and I don't disagree with you that that's definitely
0: part of it for sure. All right. See now, what I've done is... You think I've gone through a lot of information, I really have. What I've done is I've written a six book series. I have a publishing deal. Okay, I didn't self-publish this. I have a publishing deal. I have a six book series that came out called Into the Rabbit Hole, where I talk about conspiracies, where I talk about how astrology takes over, all all of these decodings, more decodings. You know, it's a fiction, they a very Dan Brown thriller likes. So there, you know, there's a lot of cryptograms, anagrams. Things for the characters to figure out. The stories are funny. They're they're interesting. The characters are young wise asses. It's funny. They're um it's it's a good series. And I'm currently right now trying to get it turned into a TV show. You know, but I would suggest that anybody that's listening find me on Twitter at Real Mr. Dank, Facebook or Instagram at Micah Dank. On Facebook, I have a group, Micah Dank into the rabbit hole. Reach out to me. You know, I sell signed copies or you can get them from Amazon. You know, you reach out to me or you friend me, you know, I'll send you some of my best videos that I've done. Because I've done a ton of other works just besides the book of Matthew and this.
1: Yeah. No, I'm very interested in all of that stuff. I will link, of course, all of the ways to find you down in the show notes. Micah Dang, dude. I can't thank you enough, man. So <laughs> let me let me leave you with a real quick thing and then uh, let you ponder on it. Um, so what do you think about a conspiracy theory that there's been a secret society that's been planning to run the planet forever and they succeeded a few thousand years ago. But what they did was is they planted documents and planted a book, right? That became the Bible, but it only became the Bible because they wrote it. And so then therefore, um, there's been generations of people within this line, kind of following the Bible as it goes, enacting small little things to bring about the things happening in revelation to be the ultimate power and absolutely.
0: control absolutely i 100% I, i've never met somebody that agree with that i 100% think that they're, because just because pe- just because just because people can point to the bible and say like lucifer a 666 or whatever is real is is coming out does not mean that the bible is foretelling things and it's a living thing it just means that the people have been in charge long enough that they can literally manipulate world events in order to, it's, you know what it's like to me? It's like uh, Nostradamus' quatrains. Yes, yes. You know, trying to figure that out. Everybody's looking for how it fits in. But that's not how it is. That's not how it is. They're actually, the Bible was written a certain way. You know, it was written by people uh, 4,000 years ago, 2,000 years ago. Um, and it had a lot to do with how they saw the world at the time. So that's why you get a lot of don't eat shellfish and talking yeah. donkeys and all sorts of weird shit in the Bible. Right. But yes, they absolutely can just sit there. They could be like, okay. Um they could name the product Lucifer is and be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, that's, that's that's it's it's that's why every 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 generation of Christian every generation of Christian swears we're in Revelation the end." Yeah. Of time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so and this is something I've been thinking about recently. So I'm grateful that you're here to answer this because it was something that um like I said I was thinking about and it just seems interesting that if I was this cult of you'd play this long game thing out. I mean, that's an option or that book was written. It is exactly what you're saying. It is more of an astrological, which I don't disagree. I think that's really strong evidence. And then people made it into a religion where therefore they govern a ton of stuff, you know, has to do with this becoming an actual tulpa of a religion because of how real people have made it. Even though it's it's much less uh what am I trying to say, literal, then they're taking it. But then if you were either to create this in the first place or to come about it later, come into some power, let's say around the time of the Industrial Revolution or 100 years or so before that, and then you start enacting all these things because you're a long game 4D chess player and you can see that eventually you're great 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 grandkids will be down the line with a blood oath uh, making sure that they enact project blue beam later on on these people um, as the revelation foretold because then how this ties in of course then a blue beam or revelation being a self-fulfilling prophecy rather than just a story uh, or somebody taking it as that would be like then now we marry the idea of the UFOs becoming the next religion with the ascension process of the revelations of the Bible people wouldn't be able to discern the difference well you do understand though,
0: right? exactly that? The one thing I have to tell you is that the religious people, okay, the the, the religious Christians, uh, they believe that uh, aliens are actually demons.
1: Yes, I've I've definitely heard this and it's an interesting thing, but I mean that whenever people start floating up in the air, it could be uh, just like that movie, uh, the end of the world, you know, and all those beams come down everywhere and people just get sucked up into the sky. But they could do this with an alien invasion or even a faked alien invasion with some really dope technology or they could do it with a bunch of holographic people walking around and just make them seem like they popped up into the sky and then it would be viewed as revelation. But then it could also be associated with like a UFO phenomena as well. So yep. then they would be like the new gods, right? That would be like your cool. new religion. I don't know, man. It's crazy. Uh, I love going down this kind of thought experiments, and I thought I would at least hit you up on it. So I'm glad you were a little bit receptive of that. That's cool.
0: Yeah. Thanks, man. Dope.
1: Well, thank you, man. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I will link all the ways to find you down in the show notes. Mike, Adank, I can't thank you enough for your time, brother. You are welcome on any damn time. Come back.
0: Let's do – um you familiar with the Book of Enoch?
1: Uh, not as much as I'd like to and I've actually got a guy that I want to hook you up with Have you ever heard a Godcast with uh, Todd Armstrong? no okay I'm gonna send you this dude's email just uh do me a favor and reach out to him he would love to hear from you this guy is the one that you need to talk about book of enoch with maybe I can have you both on and we'll do kind of a panel thing with that that would yeah, be yeah awesome.
0: yeah do that reach okay. out to him do that because do, do I've done it with I've done a I've done a multiple uh, thing with uh, with Sam Triple i I've been on Union of the Unwanted I've done uh uh Aeon Bite, Miguel Connor. yeah you know I've done um yeah, we could do a panel.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, you're in the crew, man. You're good. I will uh, set this up, and then I know he'll want to get you on his show as well, uh, Godcast. So you guys go check that out as well. Micah Dank, like I said, can't thank you enough, dude. Let's do this again, brother. This was fun.
0: Yeah, reach out to me. Let me know when you're free.
1: we Will do, man. Thank you for your time.
0: All right. Take care,
1: man. The always interesting Micah Dank spending some time and spitting some knowledge on the show with us today just wanted to reach out and say thanks man uh, Micah did a wonderful job uh, he's just fascinating at the research that he does he's done breakdowns on way more of this stuff guys so linked it down below in the show notes is of course his six book series uh, into the rabbit hole there um, but also how to find him and more of his research like he said he has a bunch of videos and stuff so y'all just go make contact with this dude he's super approachable very nice guy but very 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 smart and does the hell out of this kind of research which is fascinating so um, go down there find that uh, in the show notes as well is the music that you're listening to underneath this. My my good, good friend Vinny the Saint. Uh, go down there and check out more of his music, guys. He does some awesome stuff, and he lets us do this for the show, and I'm grateful to Vinny. He's a good good dude uh, in human life, in regular 3D life as well. Uh, so um, also go down there. There is expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all the socials, all that Patreon stuff, uh, YouTube, all that can be found there. And um, other than that, guys, go out into your week this week, man. Uh, just pick up a piece of litter. Be nice to everybody that you come across, all animals as well. Uh, hold some doors open, smile at some folks, buy somebody in line behind you or in front of you a coffee or a you know, a meal or something, dude, you know, it makes a big difference, but it, it has a huge impact in the in the universe around us here. And it's, it's fun to do that kind of stuff, uh, to brighten the vibration around you, right? Uh, while you're doing all that, get out of the left-hand lane. That's a pain in the ass. We don't like you there, so move over. Uh, also, go out into your world, whatever the hell this place is, guys, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.